8.12 on the morning news. Would a global vaccine certificate help the world bounce back from COVID? Right now, we're catching up with Andy Knight, a political scientist at the University of Alberta, uh, to tell us what it would take to implement something like this and, and how it could be helpful. Good morning to you, Andy. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Nice to hear you. Uh, thanks for joining us. I want to ask you this. What would what would a certificate like this look like? Would this be akin to a passport or like a, a health care card that we carry in our wallets? Yes. Uh, it would be, it'd be a, like a passport. Um, you know, whenever you travel to certain parts of the world, uh, you have to have a yellow fever um, card that indicate that you have, uh, you know, you have been vaccinated uh, for yellow fever um, uh, to be immune from, from yellow fever. And I think this is uh, something very similar. We want to see uh, the possibility that there's a sort of a, a standardized global vaccine certificate um, in a form of a, a, a certificate card. It could be a digital kind of uh, mechanism to, to ensure that uh, people know when you cross borders that you have been uh, immune to the, to the coronavirus. And Professor, how would that help us to, to bounce back then, uh, you know, not just here in Canada, but around the world potentially? Well, you know, uh, we have difficulties right now just traveling to different countries. Um, if you want to go for a vacation, for example, in the Caribbean uh, or any part of the globe, um, you know, you have to be you have to be tested to see whether or not you have, uh, you, you know, you have COVID-19. Uh, a vaccination certificate would make it very easy for uh, people who are traveling to be able to demonstrate that they, they have been uh, given that vaccination. And, and this would allow them then to travel, to, to go uh, places for vacations. Uh, we would allow uh, business people on, on business trips to, to travel with ease. And it, I, I know it's, it's, uh, there are some concerns, of course, uh, with having a vaccination, of this type, a vaccination certificate of this type uh, because there are civil, civil, civil liberties uh, uh, concerns. Uh, but I think that this is probably the only way that we're going to be able to get back to something close to near normal again. Andy, do you think, you know, you gave the great example of yellow fever and having to have that special card to travel in those regions, you know, uh, before you can even you know make it past the border. Uh, but there does yeah. seem to be some controversy surrounding a certificate for COVID-19. Do you think this is because COVID-19 is so new or do you think it's because it would be much more widespread than the odd country that would require you a certificate for yellow fever, for example? Well, I think one is, you're right. I think it's, there, there are some concerns, and I think most of those concerns are coming, there are sort of legal concerns, there are ethical concerns, there are policy concerns, how something like this would be um, implemented. Uh, part of it has to do with the, the backlash that was, uh, you know, hyped on um, the World Health Organization this past year uh, by the President Bush and his administration. Uh, sorry, President uh, Trump and his administration. But I think that um, that we, we have to have some sort of international agreement uh, to to have a vaccine of this nature because of the, the widespread nature of of the COVID nineteen. Uh, COVID nineteen doesn't respect borders, mm -hmm. um, and and I think a vaccination certificate should something be something that doesn't respect uh, that that doesn't have concern about individual nation state borders per se. Um, all countries should be part of this, and there has to be an agreement uh, by the international community that something like this should happen. So it's going to take some time for, for the norms and, 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 the, and the principles to be worked out. 
but I think uh, we already have a mechanism within the World Health Organization uh, to be able to bring that kind of international collaboration about. And Andy, before we let you go, just quickly curious if you think, you know, beyond this pandemic, there's lots of discussion that, you know, this might not be the last. We may see more and more coming through the years. So to kind of have a standardized, worldwide acceptable vaccine passport for all viruses might not be something that is, you know, out of the world of of thought. I think I think this is a, a very good idea to start to think about um, because, as you, as you say, you know we're going to have the increasing numbers of of these kinds of pandemics, and there may be some even worse than uh, than the COVID nineteen pandemic. So we need to find a way to standardize uh, these kinds of certificates and make sure that the norms and the principles and the and, and the the decisions about how this is going to be enforced are agreed upon by the international community. And of course. There are 194 countries that are members of the World Health Organization. So I think that's a really good place to start if you're going to have this kind of collaboration internationally. Very interesting discussion. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Andy. Thank you very much, Andrew. That is Andy Knight, a political scientist from the University of Alberta.